Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday night. Of course, we're uh, at our newer time, which was our older time back when we first started. And uh, But we are fortunate to have uh, our good friend Billy Pilgrim is with us. Billy, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Good. I met you a couple, uh, well, right before Exotica. Uh, we were both on the Jiggy Jag show. We kind of crossed over, and I thought, yeah, yeah, uh, you were uh, pretty hilarious and and uh, told a few good stories. I thought, you know, we like storytellers on our little uh, Zoom show here, and and uh, and then I met you at, at Exotica, and uh, you very very approachable and uh, just an all around nice guy. Then I get home, and then I saw how much pipe you had laid at Exotica. My God. Uh, I'll, most of the photos I saw were of the top of your forehead between some girl's legs. And, uh, you, you were a busy, busy boy. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not at that level yet. Like uh, small hands goes, he just kind of goes to be seen, walks around, hosts a party. I go to network and to, to put in work. Um, I live in Atlanta, which is, uh, Unfortunately, I don't recommend it. So anybody at home thinking about moving to Atlanta, don't. Um, uh, Tampa's just a few hours away. Go there. Uh, but there's nobody to work with here. And the scene here, for lack of a better word, I believe the French called it trash. And uh, so I travel a lot, and I'm determined to make this kind of like my breakout year. So I've been traveling a lot and when i travel i put in work and trying to build the brand and build the body of work and and so on so yeah when i go to these exoticas you know i try to work the room and i uh try to get as much work in as i can because uh there's nobody here and nobody really ever passes through atlanta so uh and it's funny because you were hanging out at the legends booth correct yeah that um yeah i was uh uh, uh, kind of partners up with uh, Jason, who ran the, uh, we were at the uh, uh, Signatures After Dark Jizz Talking booth, and then Jason had issues, and he couldn't make it, so uh, I was in charge of 11 gals in our booth, so, you know, what could go wrong there? Uh, yeah. But anyway, well, I, there, was, there was some no. uh, some crying and some screaming and some bitch calling, and but anyway, we had a fun time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why, like, I would like to eventually have a booth and do things uh, at Exotica. But when I don't want to rush anything, like when I do it, I wanted to like have a structure. I wanted to be a destination. I wanted to make sense, you know, like when the time is right. But cause, cause you know, doing all that Exotica is chaos personified. And the best way to deal with Exotica is just kind of roll. It's like when you're body surfing, just go with the flo- ocean, you know, and just hope, just hope there's no undertow. Um, but I got to meet Chrissy Canyon and uh, Ginger Lynn, which was a life and a career highlight, uh, which blew my mind because I wound up hanging out with them quite a bit. I kept running into them, and they could not have been sweeter, kinder, funnier, like, ladies. Yeah. Emphasis on ladies, like, just classy. And gorgeous, like, they're actually hotter now than they were when they were working, and they were pretty fucking hot when they were working. But, yeah, no, it was kind of mind-boggling. And then I got to meet Brittany Andrews, who was, again, just absolutely incredible uh, and really giving with her time. But that was, like, the mind-blowing thing that, like, every time I walked into a room, they happened to be there. And they're like, oh, Billy, come over here. Like, like you mean Billy, Billy? You mean, like, me, Billy? Billy, me? <laughs> me? Uh, me, you know, uh, you said you like stories. Uh, Ginger bought me a drink at the bar at the host hotel, which was very nice of her, and uh, that blew my mind. And then Chrissy Canyon came down, and she didn't have her laminate; they didn't know where it was. And I was like, "Well, I lit my room's on the fifth floor. If you want, you can have mine. You just leave it at the thing. And when I go to the, you know, I'll just say, hey, somebody left this for me. You know, get it, get it back. So I run upstairs." I get it, come down, and in the two minutes it took me to run upstairs, they found it, and she had it on, and it was wedged perfectly between the legend makers, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, where every young boy's dreams for the past, like, 40 years have gone to, like, nestle, and I just made a joke of, like, oh, I didn't want to give you my thing anyway, blah, 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 (laughs) and she gave me this look that froze my spine, this, like, little coquettish look, and she kind of leaned forward, it's like, well, do you want mine? 
and I, I literally, I would love to say I said something cool or that I was very suave because being in the industry, but all I did was I froze for about three seconds and I, I just kind of went, you, you can't say stuff like that. Like, I don't like, like literally everything about me went reach for the, reach for the laminate and then everybody, everything common sense said, don't touch the laminate, don't move your hand, don't do it. Don't do it. I didn't know what to do. My head kind of caved in a little bit because for about a nanosecond, Chrissy Canyon flirted with me and my brain literally just like a computer just kind of flashed off and on and like had to reboot itself. And yeah, when they, they, they went off to do their thing cause they had business and I just kind of stood at the bar and was like, Chrissy Canyon just flirted with me for about a fraction of a second. And I never thought I'd live to see the day. And she was just being funny, but it was just like, uh, yeah, no, no, I can't. I'm good. It's like, you know. Yeah, they are both just uh, a pair to draw to when they get together. But uh, no, Christie's really just, nice. But again, really nice and sweet with, yeah. you know, uh, really cool. Yeah, they certainly are. We had uh, some experiences. Uh, James helped us out in the booth as well, too. James also worked a little bit with uh, Kelly Richards. But uh, uh, Christy and Ginger were there. And, of course, uh, Brittany. And we had the four main Hall of Famers there in the front. We had... Christy and Ginger and Brittany and uh, Lynn LeMay was there anyway. Uh, but James was there as well, too. And James, uh, uh, did you get a chance to meet Billy at all? I did not have a chance to meet Billy. No, I didn't. Um, I can definitely share Billy's uh, enthusiasm in meeting Christy and, uh, Christy and Ginger, because I tell you, that was that was like the highlight of my my weekend right there. I tell you, that's they were just amazing. I loved it to death. Just, my, just being able to... Uh, just to be able to interact with them like that, like I said, they were he, I, 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 they were heroes of mine like forty years ago. So, absolutely. I mean, I've been I've been infatuated with them ever since then. So yeah, I no, they were so I agree with you on cool that. Down to earth. I did, I did not get to. I know Kelly Richards. I know she's a legend. I did not get to meet her. I got to meet Lynn LeMay, who is another amazing legend. I got to meet her. Briefly in passing, I think it was in Miami Exotica, uh, but I didn't see her, or maybe I, I just missed her on the floor. But uh, I didn't get to see Lynn LeMay. But um, yeah, it's just and, and weirdly enough, both of the Ginger and and Christy are kind of aging in reverse. Like they look younger than you know, they look better than they did when they were actually filming. Oh, they looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was like they were incredible. You have no idea how much you would shake shit up if you if you both made a comeback, like a legitimate comeback for like a couple of scenes. It would just break the uh, it probably break the internet. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean it, it's a, it was it was it was such a thrill for me. I mean that's that was that was one of them right there. Just absolutely, I had I had a ball. I had a blast at Exotica. But yeah, and and one thing I tell because sometimes you meet newer talent or talent that you know because the industry is so diverse uh you meet uh, like i met some bigger like male talent names in passing and whatnot and they're all very friendly they're all especially you know if, if they discover your talent they're they're all really nice like small hands um and there's you know like uh uh why am i blanking on his name all of a sudden um Evan? he's like the biggest male he's like basically one of the kings i can't blank on his name but um Evan, Evan Stone? Evan Stone, yeah. I met him briefly. They're all really nice. And when, so when I meet somebody who's full of themselves or got an attitude or try, and it's just like, yeah, I've literally just shook hands and spent five minutes talking to somebody who's made millions of doing this, and they still got more than half their life ahead of them. Uh, there's no reason to be a dick. You know, right. it's like, you may not be, I don't think you're going to be around in two years when, you know, so like you might want to be nicer. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you about small hands. I mean, every t every time I saw him, from, from the minute that I met him at Exotica, um, and I introduced myself to him, and then I saw him at the hotel and everything, he would always come up to me and say, "Hey, James, how you doing?" And, and you know, he's Aaron's just an amazing guy. I just love him to death. He's him and Joanna are just a, an excellent couple. Well, I didn't know they were a couple. Uh, oh yeah, they yeah, uh, Aaron and. Small Hands and Joanna Angel are married. So, oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So, yeah, they're yeah. a married couple. Joanna Angel is somebody, she's on the list that I would love to work for. 
because uh, I like to make stuff on the fly, and I have a lot of big ideas that I hope to implement later in this year, hopefully beginning of next year, but she's somebody that I've seen the stuff she's done, and it's like, she's a beautiful woman, sure, I'd love to do a scene with her, but it's like, I kind of want to work for you more than I want to shoot with you, because, uh, you know, you actually, she actually goes all out with the makeup and the prosthetics and the sets and the story and everything, you know, What's so I'm hoping... Secretly, I'm hoping as I get, I have some stuff I'm going to try to shoot in July and August uh, to really kind of knock myself up to the next level as far as props and, and, and outfits and everything. And I'm kind of hoping she, it catches her eye so that, like, you know, uh, you know, like at some point, like, oh, well, possibly that's somebody I could hire to, you know. And you know you've finally made it in porn in the sense when you look at somebody like Joanna Angel or you look at somebody like Alex Cole, and as opposed to, like, I want to touch your boob, it's more like, I kind of would like to work with you, or, like, gee, I really would love it if you would hire me and then, like, direct me or whatever, you know? Like, guys don't really realize how weirdly lame it becomes the deeper you get in, you know? Like, you're hanging out with these people, and it's literally the unsexiest thing. Like, nothing, there's no late-night debauchery, there's no, if there are, I'm not invited to them, but, uh, you know, it's, well, when it's you really, when, really is, it becomes a job, and like you know, you, you when know, you realize just to, when you realize just how real and down to earth they are, whenever they're not yeah. in front of the camera, that's just yeah. Well, that's the thing know. too. It's like I don't, you know, like I know Joanna Angel is Joanna Angel, but I also know I don't know her real name, but the you know, it's the everyday person that goes to the grocery store and yells at the phone company and. <laughs> you know, has to go get gas when, when you know, when she's like five minutes from the house, you know, and, and so on. So it's, when you really start to, the same thing with Billy Pilgrim. Billy Pilgrim is, you know, is something I'm very proud of that I've spent years building. But I spent all day moving because uh, doing a last minute move and just trudging upstairs and lugging heavy shit and I got to, and, and packing for expos tomorrow and everything and just kind of being all grumpy and, and whatever. You know, it's, um, like I said, it kind of, you know, it's, you, uh, it's job, it's a career, and as long as you're able to separate the two. Yeah, well, I'm going to admit, when I first heard that Billy Pilgrim was going to be on the show, I said to myself, I didn't know that the guy from Starter House 5 actually did porn. Uh, that's actually, a lot of people don't get the name reference. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big literary nerd. You're big, uh, Kurt Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut Yeah, I'm a big Kurt Vonnegut See, writers. I just kind of, when I started doing porn, I just, I the way I got in was I just started filming my own stuff. I bought the lights, I bought the camera, I printed out the the forms, and I kind of found girls off of Craigslist, and I just kind of, just for a few years, just hacked away and put out my own stuff before I started really working with named people. And I got to a point where it's like, all right, I got to come up with a name, and part of me being a lover of the old school, wanted to kind of have that name with a with an innuendo like Orson Swells or you know like so kind of you know. But I, I was like, ah, I kept going back and forth. Like I don't know if, if the young kids will get it this day and age. And then finally, I thought Billy Pilgrim, and I figured eventually I'd do it for a few months, and then I would change it to something that I, you know. And then it just kind of eventually stuck, and. Uh, yeah, so it just kind of became second nature to the point where uh, I have to, like, when people ask me my name, if I'm out in public or whatever, I'm not at work, I kind of stutter, you know, I have to, you know, I'll say Billy, but then I have to, like, catch myself and give my real name. But, yeah, I'm a big literary nerd. I'm, I'm a bibliophile. And, yeah, I, know, uh, I, know the, uh, I know the novel from the movie. See, I, I saw the movie in the 72. So I, I'm actually amazed they have not tried to remake that. Like given how how well, given how Hollywood is afraid to try new ideas, there's a couple of writers that I'm surprised they have not tried to, you know, like use their catalog to just kind of make movies. You know, like Christopher Moore, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Vonnegut. Um, they were they were on a Phil K. Dick kick for a while. I, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, 
but yeah, I'm a big reader, uh, and there's a lot of, like I said, I have a lot of grand ideas as the ability to get them off the ground becomes more available to me, but I, you know, do a lot of like literary kind of ideas, um, you know, because porn fans are smarter than people give credit for, so you can kind of be tongue-in-cheek, you can kind of slip little things in there, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it does not have to be, you know, there's nothing wrong. Like if a studio wants to hire me to play a stepfather or like an uncle or something, that's fine. But when you have control over what you're making, you can be a little tongue in cheek and kind of slip little uh, Easter eggs in there. And fans, you know, eventually will, uh, especially the fans that you cultivate will get it and probably come back to you, you know. Yeah. Well, when you're someone that that's my age, then. Yeah, you get then a lot of those references. You could, I could catch a lot of those references. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. It's you know, you just try to like. I just got to try to keep it broad when I make something. Just you know, it's uh, try not to be the old man. Is trying to be the thing for me. Luckily, is I was I've never been cool and I've never been hip ever. So even when I was young, I was never cool and hip. So like, I don't have to worry about that. I just. Just kind of just be my old dorky self. Occasionally, mm-hmm. stuff I like becomes cool for like five minutes. So, like movies or a certain band or wrestling or something becomes cool for like ten minutes, and then you know, and then then everybody moves on to their thing. So I just kind of, you know, just like look, I'm not cool or hip, so I'm not going to try to be. And that's you know, well, you're you're, you're here now, so that's the best. yeah yeah. Uh, uh, Jamie's with us. Jamie, uh, we met uh, met up with Jamie. At the X3, we went out to uh, L.A., and Jamie kind of hung around, had breakfast with us, had a couple things with us, and great yeah. to see you again, Jamie. Oh, oh likewise. Hey, Jamie. Yeah, Billy and I are uh, Twitter buds. <laughs> yeah, we've yet to meet yeah. in person, but we've, yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was really actually one of the, he was one, Jamie is one of the few people I was really looking forward to meeting at AVN, oh. and then AVN... I, in my opinion, got into a pissing contest with XBiz and moved up the award show so early that I, I literally looked at the cost just for the flight in the hotel, and I was like, I could take two and a half trips to shoot in what it's just going to cost me to fly there and get a hotel, and sure enough, I was right, so I was like, well, okay, uh, maybe if they're going to have it that early, like that soon after New Year's Eve, then I'll start planning to go to APN in September, but yeah, uh, Jamie is one of the people that uh, was very sad that I was not going to get to meet uh, at AVN. Thank uh, you. Likewise. Yeah. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great out here in L.A. Everything's good. I uh, went to the XRCO Awards on Thursday night. So kind of, you know, smaller event in Hollywood, but, um, you know, nice nice catching up with some folks and um yeah yeah i have not been nominated for anything so i really am not up to speed with the whole award show circuit like i'm maybe next year i'll get nominated for for stuff um i mean or who knows maybe later in the year but uh like i know there's gonna be an awards thing this week i'm going to xbiz but I'm not even sure if I'm going to attend the actual award show. But, yeah, uh, it'd be nice to be nominated for something. I don't think I'll actually win anything, but it would be not nice to just be a nominee. But, uh, yeah, there's so many award shows now that it's like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm, not up, I'm on the loop. But when it comes time for me to worry about that stuff, I will. Yeah. But uh, I might make it out to L.A. There's something that I'm hoping is going to come through. So I might be in LA in June or July if it actually comes to fruition. Um, a lot of people lately have been asking me, do you ever come out to LA or Vegas? It's like, no, because it's really expensive to go out there for a couple of days. Now, if you book me or if you tell me the dates you're actually shooting, I will make sure I'm in town but, you know, I think a lot of producers just kind of like, oh, when you like, I'm not just going to show up in L.A., no offense to L.A., uh, but I'm not going to just fly into L.A. for a couple of days because with my luck, I'll come to L.A. for like four days and that'll be the, that'll be the time that you're not shooting, mm. you know, and then I'm going to miss you. So, like, if you tell me, if you tell me when, 
I will, I will make it happen. Um, but, but yeah, no, uh, I actually think about you because I started using this, this guy in Atlanta and he uses the clear labs and he uses pass. And that's one of the things I've kind of, when I work with new people, I tell them like, you know, I have a pass certified. So you could actually double check, you know, you could actually go. So if you, if you look at my test, you could actually go to pass as well yeah. and, and check my, you know, so that's kind of, become a thing that I've been bragging on when I've been working with new talents because now there's been so many things about people faking tests right. and you know, try to pull fast ones and it's like, nah, I got a code, I got to go on the website and, you know, I got a, I got a pass number, you know. So. Yeah, that's the problem with talent testing and CET pulling out a pass. You know, you can't verify results. But Clear opened here in L.A. in uh, February. And we've been doing a lot of partnering um, with them. Really good guys that, that own Clear and um, seem to really care about the industry and the, the health and wellness of the performers. Um, I mean, they're for-profit like the others, of course, but um, they seem to be standing out as, as like folks who care more about the, the talent. Well, that's my main beef with talent testing. Like, I have to admit, when I had an issue and I had to call them they've been very good about fixing the issue but as a whole they don't really they seem more intent on holding like keeping a grasp on their monopoly right. and actually doing you know, like again I live in Atlanta now granted Atlanta sucks a bag of dang old dicks but we are supposedly supposed to be the New York of the South and we're right next to Florida we're really close and we don't have a clear lab we don't get anything in the industry but like to, to even get tested in Atlanta, it's almost $300. And and then, and again, it's like it's added process. They still haven't just included the swab. So they make you jump through extra hoops. And, you know, and again, the and I'm assuming, if I remember correctly, they threw the temper tantrum with PASS because I think PASS tried to tell them to do something they didn't want to do. And so they just went, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to do PASS anymore. And, and yeah. You know, and, and t with testing, now that we have to do the swabs and, and everything else, and I've been hearing stories from female fans about guys faking tests, not wanting to do tests, uh, being, this is what I love, being weirdly homophobic about sh putting a swab up their ass, and it's like, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me, so, sunshine, let me sit down for a second, let me ask you a question. So, you're in a bath, you're in a stall by yourself at a clinic. And you're putting the swab up your ass, and that's somehow gay, but you're in porn. And you do a lot of multi-guy scenes, and you're in porn, which means a lot of people are just kind of hanging around your asshole, like like it's a water cooler. But the swab is where you draw the line. Like the, right, the Q-tip right. is where you draw the line. So I've kind of become very vigilant about testing because I'm still at the level where all these guys that are pretending to be talented are not being professional. Like I'm slowly moving up, but at the same time, like a lot of their the stupidity could still get all me. So I've been very, very religious and very tight about my testing and, you know, being very upfront. And I've already, like I got my results yesterday and I took a little video of it on my phone and I sent it to everybody that I'm working with at XBiz and I sent it to everybody I'm working in New York city I, you know, just anybody who want to look at it, I just, you know, if I had your home number, I probably would have sent the video to you just because like, look, <laughs> Ma, it's all green. Because, mm -hmm. you know, and I try to be very professional in my dealings because I've been hearing a lot of weird crap lately. And again, it's still at the level where stupid guys can tell you to do shit. Like, I don't want that dirt getting on me. Right. But, yeah. All right. Well, um, I tell you what, uh, Billy Pilgrim is our guest today, and uh, we're excited to have him here. No show next week, and the first time in three years, I'm going uh, to actually be out of town. So I won't be here uh, next week, but uh, we have a very, very great, uh, very excellent guest on uh, the 28th. It's going to be Keisha, the legendary uh, adult star Keisha from back in the day, and uh, she's going to talk about her career, and she's going to have lots of goodies to talk about, and also... Um, She's uh, clearing out her storage unit. 
And what that means is she's going to have a shitload of stuff to sell. And uh, she's found our group. I, I, I had, uh, I had her a couple months ago or well, actually a couple of years ago and emailed her and had messaged her about being on with us. And this wasn't the right time, right place. Well, now it is. And so anyway, uh, the 28th will be our date with Keisha. And I know we're going to have a big turnout. Jessica's with us. Jessica, I see you're drinking. Hi. How are we doing today? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good. Billy is with us. And a question for Billy? Okay. Yeah, actually I do. Do you have a favorite or fate? Well, actually, do you have favorite or favorites as far as who you like working with? Uh, or is that I, have, a I have a few. Like, I like working with the same people. Like, um, there are a couple. Like, Sarah Starr is somebody who I've worked with a few times, uh, and she is really easy to work with. Um, Princess Dandy, she lives, she's out of New Hampshire, and uh, she's still kind of new to regular porn. She's, she's uh, done a lot of fetish stuff, and... Um, Probably going to work with her again in X-Biz this week. Uh, she's incredible. Um, uh, Iona Normal, who has kind of become my partner. Uh, you know, she's who I've been traveling with to some of these conventions and everything. Uh, gee, I'm trying to think. Because now, of course, you're asking these questions, so now I'm going blank. So that's kind of... Um, but um, Missy Deep out of Arizona... There's somebody who has been very good to me. Um, we work together a bunch of times. She's always somebody that's eager to work with me. Big, big cherry, who I've worked with a few times, is uh, also somebody that's awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, of course, I'm blanking, and then once I get off the phone. But yeah, I like working with the same people because you start to gain comfortability and you know kind of how to, you know, how to, like, gauge each other and everything. I mean, I, I really enjoy working with new people, but those are some of the names, um, you know, that I enjoy working with. I, I enjoy working with the same people. Some people feel like once you work with somebody, you're, you're one and done, but I'm kind of like, I'll happily work with somebody, you know, like every month or, you know, every time I see them. So, you know, especially if they're a friend and they need content, it's like, you know, come by the room, we'll make sure you get some, you know, I don't like to see friends leave one of these things at the hands of, uh, I, I apologize, are you a talent as well, or? No, I'm, just... actually, I'm actually a porn fan. Okay. I'm a little, right. little too fluffy to be a porn star. Oh, no, that's, 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 because <laughs> I work for, mo like, my name, my career, I wouldn't have a career if it weren't for BBWs, so, and, like, some of the girls I met, are mentioned, like, Missy Deep, uh, Big Cherry, uh, Princess Havoc are very fluffy girls, and I work with them all the time, and I work with a lot of uh, BBWs or super BBWs, so, you know, that's why I thought you you look like you could be Tal, that's why I asked, because it's oh, our first well, time. thanks. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's always you. nice to get a female fan, um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I like working with BBWs, I wouldn't have a career for more for them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like working with the same people because you, you start to, especially if you have chemistry, because it only gets better every time you every time you work together. We had uh, we had Princess Dandy on a couple times. She did uh, some of our uh, Exotica preview shows, which I'll certainly, on uh, for Miami, since you're going to be there, I'll send, certainly send you a link to the uh, Miami preview show <clears throat> so you can promote you a little bit and the fans can look for you there. So, uh, but we'll do that. But, uh, Jessica, always nice to have you. Uh, stop by and, and ask a question or two. And I'm glad I come one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, if, I don't know if, if you are you on Twitter. Uh, yes, I am actually. Uh, well, my Twitter is uh, Billy Pilgrim Triple uh, X at your at Billy Pilgrim Triple X. Uh, give me a follow. I would love to follow you back. It's always you know you know nice to meet a, a fan of uh, you know a porn and like especially a female fan. And like I said. It, whatever questions I'm happy to answer, but, um, there's not yeah. too many of us. <laughs> well, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's one thing I always kind of tell guys, like, I hope you like dudes because gay guys are going to be your biggest fan and they buy porn. So I hope you're comfortable with a lot of guys, you know, uh, 
I'm grateful for mine. I have a growing gay fan base and a trans fan base, and I'm like they 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 pay my bills. There's a reason why my ring light's working right now. It's because they buy my stuff. So well, there you, you go. Know. <laughs> yeah. So God bless them. But it was really nice meeting you. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah. Jessica is a huge Mike Horner. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, that's, you know, you, there's these guys like my corner, Tommy pistol, small hands. Like there is this like next level of like guys that, you know, like I, when small hands walked into the, the host hotel bar, like literally like several female talent are just like, you would have thought, um, you know, like James Dean or somebody walked in. You're just like, (laughs) you know, it's just, it was just funny to, to see. So it's, um, that's kind of weirdly what I'm working towards. I mean, obviously, there's many years ahead of me to get to that level, but that's kind of that level of like fan base or that kind of you know where the fans, you know, kind of have that kind of love and like you know respect for what you do. So I'm, I'm hoping I could get to that level one day. You know. Well, I mean, you're so approachable and just uh, all around nice guy. I don't know why uh, there'd be any reason for you not. I, I'm really I'm, I'm surprised. A lot of people say that, and it just boggles my mind because it's like my job, it's not easy. And it's definitely difficult. I'm not going to lie. I, I know once I get to Miami and I check into my hotel, I'll be fine. But I kind of really just been, you know, like, eh, expos and I'm tired of traveling. But I get to do porn. I get to, you know, work with, like, amazing women. And, um, like I said, I'm probably going to work with Princess Dandy in Miami. And if you've seen her, like, my job is for her to touch my penis. And we get to, you know, make something really cool that the fans, you know, want to buy. And, and my stuff with her sells really well. And it's like, why wouldn't you be happy? Why wouldn't you be, like, excited to be there? And especially if anybody knows your name or like wants or they, they say they're a fan. It's like, well, this is, this is the, the job. I mean, the traveling and all the tediousness of it at all, you know, but, but at the end of the day, it's like, you get to be in porn. You get to, you get to be on shows like this. You get to be fans like Jessica, you get to, you know, talk to cool people like Jamie, you get to kind of travel around and have these kind of fun adventures. You get to meet amazing people like Chrissy Canyon and Ginger why would you be shitty? Like, again, that's why I find it so hilarious when I hear stories about male talent being arrogant or whatever. It's like, dude, what are you angry about? And I'm naturally kind of a, I don't know, I guess like a pessimistic, you know? I used to joke that uh, if Kerr Fonnegut wrote Eeyore as a character, it would be me. But, uh, you know, it's like, dude, we're at a porn convention. And we're porn stars, and we get to, and we're making porn, and we're hanging out with other porn people, and people want to talk to us. Why, you know, like, why are you, why are you, why are you mad? Why are you upset? For sure. Like, For why sure. are you angry? You know, a quick story about Christy and Ginger. I had to take their lanyards up to the room, and and uh, we sat there, and Christy just got out of the shower at that time, and of course she takes the towel off and does a twirl, and uh, and so at that point in time, it's like almost Ginger says, "Well, I can top that." So she says, Patrick, she says, Christy says, these boots don't match my outfit. And of course, since she has to put her leg up to show me her boot, and of course, that's not the only thing I see. And then we have that little thing going on there. But <laughs> you're a stronger, better man than me, because I never would have got as far as the boot thing. So I think I would have fell over and fainted, because, you know, or I would have just left the room. Because again, it's like, especially Chris, Christy was like a, probably my favorite kind of growing, like, you know, being a young porn man. So the fact that I got to meet her and she actually was genuine, when she realized I was actual talent, she was genuinely interested and was asking me questions and like the surrealness of it. So yeah, if she would have came out of the shower and just been like, wee, just like a, like, yeah, Mr. Cool porn star, just, uh, just I, you I, know. Uh, I, I stayed overnight at her house twice or two nights uh, uh, back a couple of years ago, uh, but that was uh Another story, another time. But anyway, Alex is with us. We were talking about pro wrestling. You made a, a brief mention about pro wrestling. I know that uh, you're on with Jiggy Jag here a while back, and he's a kingpin when it comes to pro wrestling knowledge. And I'd rank uh, Alex just about right there, too. So you, you guys can uh, commiserate about pro wrestling here for the next two or three minutes. 
Hi. So um, you were talking about being a, a big, like, literary nerd and whatnot. Oh, shoot. Uh, you were talking about being a big literary nerd and whatnot. I was wondering if you thought about uh, making like a uh, like a porno parody of like a Kurt Vonnegut movie or a what was that uh, author like Charles Moore movie or uh, book or oh, Christopher whatnot. Moore. Christopher Moore. Christopher Moore. Yeah. Uh, actually, I have. Um, it really, it's it's about getting because for me, it's about making it worth the customer making it worth their time to buy because you work very hard. You have your own problems. You have bills to pay. So when you decide like, Hey, I'm going to draw $25, $30 on this porn scene, uh, whatever. I take that very seriously. It's like, well, I got to make it sure that this guy buys this and doesn't regret it. So I have several ideas that I've kind of been working on and I'm hoping as we get into the second half of this year and going into next year, I can kind of make those happen because it's a matter of like location, like getting the, the good camera people. There's a Stephen King series that I've been working on because I'm a big Stephen King fan. So there's actually like, like the ideas are kind of there. Like at least the first, what we, what we classify as the first season, it's already there. It's a matter of getting everybody together, like talent wise to like commit and getting the, the, the camera people and getting the crew and getting the location. So it's not just like fucking seven scenes of a hotel room. That's clearly a hotel room. So it's a matter of planning and making sure I have the, uh, the, the funds to make that happen. Um, I actually am working with somebody in New York and uh, they are also a literary nerd and they, she started dropping hilarious titles. So I was like, well, that's, I'm going to steal that idea. and I'm going to steal that one. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely something I want to do. It's just something that I want to do right because as I put more effort and try to raise the bar, it's like okay, you got to have the right, the better camera work, the better lighting. Not clearly a hotel bedroom, you know, because you want to, you know, you want people to buy the stuff. You got to make it worth buying. But it is something that I definitely want to do. Like I kind of want to make that a major part of, of my brand, you know, because uh, there's a few Kurvonica things you can, like, there's a couple stories out of Welcome to the Monkey House you can do something with. There's definitely something with with the Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, like I said, Stephen King, I've already been working on that. And there's, uh, there's an interesting thing I've been, uh, with Edgar Allan Poe and Mary Shelley. Uh, there's like kind of a it's it's not going to be based in reality, but it's going to be based on them because they were alive at the same time, so it it would make sense for them to interact. But that's kind of like a almost like a uh, like a Sherlock Holmes meets the X Files kind of scenario, fun thing that I want to put those two together. So it's definitely it's just a matter of having the right means, and I'm I'm real big on if you're going to do it, you got to do it right and like not half-ass it. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely something I would love to do. And I'm hoping, like, starting in July, I could kind of start making, like, stuff like that happen. You know, but it's... No, no, it's not good. It's just... Oh, for sure. There was... Um, I heard that there was some sort of a program. I think Stephen King had it. It was so called something like Dollar Beauties. It was something, like, he was giving people the rights to, like, make... Um, short sto- short movies about like his uh, short stories or something i'm not quite sure exactly how it uh, works I, I know what you're talking about i think it was for a dollar like like buy the rights for a dollar yeah and then because he's very uh, i don't think stephen king gets the credit for being the writer that he is because he writes horror but i mean his stuff is really especially at his age like it's it's like especially the last couple of novels have been way better than they need to be. Like uh, fairy tale, Billy Summers, um, yeah. Some of the it's like yeah, this is way better than it needs to be. I'm I'm waiting on that Holly Gibney book that's coming out in September. But yeah, it's um, I believe it's a short story. You can you can uh, buy the rights for a dollar. And I know he because he's somebody who promotes reading and he promotes young writers, he actually 
turned his that famous home in Bangor, Maine, into a writer's retreat. Like they essentially could have held on to that property. They could have done a billion things with it to make money, and now essentially turned it into like I think a nonprofit for uh, for writers to go there and just kind of work, you know, kind of hang out there and work on their writing and stuff like that. So he's very cool in that way. I have heard that, uh, and that's why. It's going to be kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's obviously going to be porn, so it's going to be a little tongue-in-cheek, but it's also going to stay within the... It's going to be about as respectful and close to the, the source material as possible. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I have not... I don't want to say the names. I haven't uh, trademarked it yet, but it's going to be kind of like a series, like Castle Rock, and it's going to be kind of parody... And I think for the first season, we're going to kind of go with the obvious that if people like it, do the British platform of like six episodes and um, and get a little bit more, you know, kind of get a little, like a little bit more uh, Easter eggy kind of, you know, because I know Stephen King fans can run deep. Um, and uh, but stay true to the source of material. So it is going to be a porn. It's obviously going to degenerate into sex but we're going to try to film it like keep the vibe and and while yes it is a porn parody we're going to show like we're doing this because we love Stephen King and it's like you know what would be cool to do this you know we're not going to take the piss out of it and we're not going to just you know shit all over it I, I I was talking to somebody a couple months ago that was really into the idea and they were trying to fast track it and I was like yeah but it has to like, it has to be this way. We have to do it this way. We have to buy this to, you know, like, I'm not going to half-ass this and then have it look like crap. For God forbid, this, it turns out to be popular and Stephen King catches wind of it. I, I'm, I don't know how he would feel about it, but at the very minimum, if he sees it, it's like, well, uh, I didn't have this in mind when I wrote it, but at least he's, you know, being respectful of the material, you know, um, so yeah, it's kind of a I'm 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 a little artsy fartsy in that way in that yes, I want to make porn and of course since I'm the director, I'm gonna put myself in a lot of it, but I want it to be good and I want people to want to buy it. When they buy it, be like, fuck yeah, and then you know, come back and want to buy more because I'm really grateful for any fan I've had. If you bought if you ever bought any of my shit, I really appreciate it. So I, it's really important to me when you buy something that I made, even if it's something as simple as just we're fucking on the bed. Like you felt like you got your money's worth, you know, because uh, it, it's, I don't believe in, in uh, ripping people off, you know? So. Anything else? Like that. Nope. That's, that's good for me. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Sorry. I give very wordy answers. Sorry. Cause you actually kind of, I was like, I was not expecting that was a really great question, so uh, I apologize if that, if that answer was a little too wordy. Oh, that's all right. That's what we're here for. So, uh, Billy, what did you do before uh, the adult stuff? Uh, when did, And when did you get started in the adult stuff? I actually, I worked in the restaurant business the majority of my life. Um, and I also did stand-up for 11 years. And that kind of ran its course. It kind of, after about 11 years or so kind of you know what i found it it was weird i kind of finally found my voice but it also just stopped being fun and i was always very i was always a very sexual person and again porn was always rattling in the back of my mind so i kind of was like this isn't fun anymore and then there was a when i quit doing stand-up there was kind of a few years of just floating around uh you know untethered I made several attempts to try to get into the industry to no avail. And then finally I bought, I was like, I'm just going to make my own shit. And I bought lights. I bought a camera, you know, I kind of found girls and I would just start putting stuff on the internet. I did that for about two years until I caught the attention of a couple of female talents. Like, um, Babe West was one of the first girls with a actual name that gave me a chance. And, uh, Julie Ginger was one of the first, bigger names to work with me and uh that kind of gave me some credibility and then from there it's been a it's been a slow build so like roughly 2018 is when i kind of really started trying to put stuff out there and then pandemic happened so 
the beginning of 2021 is when I started working with some name people. And that's when, you know, and that's why, you know, working against the recovery of the pandemic, that's why now that things are kind of not as back normal as they're going to be, I'm like, okay, I'm going into this year and I'm going to go as hard as I can and travel and work as hard as I can, as much as I can, and hopefully uh, make this my breakout year. And, uh, you know, because uh, I, it was such a slow start, and then the boom, the pandemic hit, and that was about a year of just sitting on Twitter and not really able to do anything, so. Okay, all right. Well, Charles is with us from San Francisco, and uh, Charles, go ahead. It's nice to meet you. It sounds like you've had a really kind of interesting life. It's I kind of find it interesting how you got into porn. I really actually liked your really long-winded answer about, you know, taking ideas for adult movies from other, from literature. I think that's so awesome. Um, the other thing that I liked, well, I like Kurt Vonnegut, but I haven't read him in a really long time. Um, but, so you're, what you're talking about is basically doing um, adult movies, like, where there's real acting, Correct. Yeah, I like, I kind of want to bring back a little bit of the 70s and 80s where there was like an actual plot as opposed to maybe a full-on movie, just a really long scene. And right. and depending on the layout, you know, uh, the way I write something is from the first word, it moves forward. So basically from the first line, it's forever moving, perpetually moving quicker into something so like with browsers they have the money in the production there's times where it's like 20 minutes into a browser scene and you haven't even seen tip yet and it's like okay i get it you guys are worth hundreds of millions but seriously can, can i see a boob please you know just kind of from the first word I, I find fans will will sit through a plot if like you know Keep it to around five, seven minutes, and then you exit. If, if it's well written and well acted. Yeah, yes. and again, it's also moving forward. Like, for as soon as the character walks in the door, it's like forever moving towards the end goal, which is sex. Right. And, you know, uh, and again, you know, I like a little bit of absurdity, a little tongue in cheek. Like, again, you can have fun. If you, if you watch like Barbara Broadcast or, um, uh, you know, I'm trying blanking on some of the other names, but like some of the big uh, porn titles of the of the era, they were all kind of weirdly absurd and hilarious and just kind of fun. And did you and, ever watch? The, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, no. I was going to ask ask if you ever watched like that in the 1990s. They did a lot of parody films. Did you ever have you ever seen those? Yeah, I have. I've seen. I've seen. Oh, like I've always been a fan, not just a fan of porn for all the obvious reasons, but um, right. But I, 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 I've always been fascinated by like subcultures. So like, like again, pro wrestling, drag queens, and porn, and like the culture of porn. I saw. Yeah, they did a lot of parodies, and then in the early two thousands, the parodies kind of came back big. And some are hit and miss. One of the things that drives me nuts as a fan is when you promise me something like Elvira or you promise me a French maid or whatever and then two minutes into the scene the guy's like well you have nice tits and then next thing you know the, the cheerleader throws off the outfit and then they're fucking and now you just have a naked chick having sex and it's like okay so why you go through the trouble of putting her in the outfit and why did you go through the trouble of like pointing out that she's a cheerleader like i don't understand so the stuff i want to make is if if that's your thing like if you're really into like cheerleader schoolgirl, uh elvira you know some kind of parody it's like well she's gonna stay in that outfit the entire time and it, she's gonna stay in character and there's gonna be a reason as to why she winds up with her ankles as earrings um, right. and, and that's why when I, I write, when I write something, I write it to get to the point in a, in a steady fashion and, you know, to have her stay in character. And also I sometimes make props or outfits. Uh, I'm working on a big Halloween project. So I've been working on props and costumes for that. And when I make a costume for a female talent or I put it together for her, 
I tried to make it as comfortable as possible because I told her, it's like, you're wearing this the entire scene. So, like, there's somebody uh, that I'm, you know, that dress up like a clown. So I've been like, okay, well, this you can wear. You know, you're going to have the makeup on and everything, and this is going to be hours of shooting narrowed down to 30 minutes. So it's like I'm, you're going to be wearing it the whole time because that's what we're selling. So we're going to make it as comfortable as possible for you to be in it. And because there's a lot of times I've bought scenes or I bought DVDs or whatever, and it's like, oh, this is going to be really hot. And then two minutes into it, it just right. Eh, just a regular porn scene, just hot chick on a couch getting fucked. And it's like, well, you promised me French maid being kind of walking into a weird situation, and then ends up getting fucked by her boss. And what you gave me is standard porn. So when I right. try to make something with a plot, I wanted to. If I promise you Elvira, or I promise you. Um, uh, trying to think of a good parody. If I promise you, like an X Files parody, well, then that's what I'm going to give you. So if you're going to watch Agent Mulder, you know, uh, or Scully get fucked, mm-hmm. then I'm, that's what I'm going to make sure that it's like she's playing Scully the right the way it's supposed to be played. She's going to be wearing the suit, you know, because that to me that makes it hotter. Right. You know? And and it's important to me when the people are really into it and they're and they're kind of lost in the plot is when it really gets hot, you know. But yeah, I like I really want to do the creative stuff because I I think that's how I'm gonna kind of separate. But everybody's doing their own little thing, so usually when I see trends, it's like all right, you know, it's it's not a bad trend at all. But I don't want to do exactly what everybody else is doing. I kind of want to be a little bit different to try to be the next, you know, kind of carve out my own little thing. Well, yeah, Charles, thank you very much for uh, stopping by. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Now, um, I did see uh, a lot of different women that you were with in uh, Chicago. How many how many scenes did you do with uh, with different women? How many times were you booked? Uh, I think I did eleven, but I did I did a um, I did like four with this new talent, uh, uh, Kinky Katie. She's not she was new to me. Uh, she's a Midwest talent and a friend of mine, Raven Bell. Uh, brought her along uh, again. Why? Why would you be angry? This is my job. My awesome friend, who I get to have sex with, brought an- another awesome, beautiful girl, and uh, we shot a bunch of content the very first night of Exotica. Raven, Katie, and I. We did like three scenes, and then Katie came back the next day. We did an extra scene, and then um, I worked with Sarah. Star, I did something with uh, Princess Dandy. It was our one-year anniversary of meeting. We met for the first time and worked together the first time last year at Chicago Exotica. Uh, and then um, I got to work with Yuri Love, and that was an awesome experience. I worked with this new girl in Arizona. Uh, their name is uh, Peachy, and they're very good at... Uh, they are very good at uh, doing all that cosplay kind of stuff, like sure. with the ears and the makeup and, 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 and kind of that fetish stuff. Um, trying to think who else I, I've kind of, again. I, I did see you make some girl's eyes roll back in her head, and I thought, oh, my God, an exorcism. Yeah, no, that, that, that was Katie. That was Kiki yeah, Katie, yeah. yeah. No, she, she was, was she a was, Raven. I think she, you guys were the Raven Bell together. I think that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like, that was the first night. Yeah, that was like, we, her and I did a scene together. Then we did like a fetish type scene, and then we did that scene where, you know, because um, we were trying to, because because the Ravens gonna have to take a break from shooting, uh, you know, within the next month or two. So, you know, it was like, well, we're gonna be there together, so like we can film a bunch of different stuff and stockpile content for you, so that way while you're on the shelf, you can keep releasing stuff. So we worked together a couple times that weekend. And, you know, again, the beauty of you can fake a few things on camera, you know, so you can get more done in the day. And, and uh, it was like, yeah, I got to work with Raven a lot that weekend. And she's incredible. She's a, <clears throat> she's she's a really great show. talent. She's been on our show, too. So, yeah, she's she's awesome. She's one of the she's one of my favorites because she's always somebody that's whatever. It's like, oh, you want to shoot something? Or she's always down. 
she's always happy to see me. Um, trying to think. Uh, again, I'm, unfortunately, I am blanking. Oh, I got to work with a new uh, female talent. Uh, I, I'm very excited. I got to be her first boy girl, uh, Lacey Fox. Um, and she, you know, she was uh, she was really cool to work with. And I'm looking forward to working with her again. I think she's going to be a very popular BBW going forward, you know, like once she puts herself out there more. Sure. Great. Anybody else have another question for Billy before we let him go? Just raise your hand. We'll get you back on and. Uh, Colony, real quick. I did see James had a, uh, he held up a movie as you were talking, Billy, about uh, the classics. And, and James, what, what did you just hold up? That is uh, Barbara Broadcast. He mentioned Barbara Broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's, yeah. That one cracks me up because, like, the, the, the cafeteria scene, you know, like that kind of. Well, know, I love, I love, uh, I love movies like that where it's just like, you know, people are fucking out in the open and it's just like it's a normal. Yeah, thing. That, it's like nobody is. It's like it's it's your it's your it's it's what happens every day. Yeah, just, that, that's just kind a, of like where I want to bring a little bit back that because a little bit of the absurdity, a little bit of that esoteric kind of vibe. You know, they would especially like um, you know, like the like there was a lot of really good French ones that kind of came to the end. Those were really like full on movies, and they just didn't give a shit. They were just like, how can we make it weirder? And how can we go more offbeat? And you know, bring a little bit. You know, I'm not above doing stepdad stuff. I'm not. I'm not above doing all the tropes, especially if I'm being hired. It's like, yeah. hey, if you're paying me, I, I'm an actor. I will act the part. But I really believe that the audience is smarter than they get credit for, and they're more cultured than their credit they get credit for, and they want something a little different. So I think bringing back some of that kind of old school absurdity, like Barbara broadcast, a little esotericness, yeah. uh, taking some of their favorite things like, uh, certain, certain, uh, books, certain like movies, you know, I think star Wars has been covered and star Trek have been done. Yes. Thoroughly. So like finding different little things, uh, you know, and paying and being respectful of the source material and just kind of like, yes, here's some nice jerk off material. And then in the in the dialogue, especially during the scene or whatever, we're gonna throw a little couple of funny things. So maybe you go back, you know, post coitus and, and, and go, you know, like kind of because all these movies you could actually go back and watch after you come, and they're like real movies. So just little stuff like that, you know. I think there's a fan base there for that, and I think once uh, once you kind of get their attention, then they're they're then you're set. They're they're a really good loyal fan base. Yeah. And um, I've, I've been a fan for like 40 years. Yeah. And uh, those old movies are, I mean, any kind of plot based, any kind of story based, anything with yeah. storyline. I mean, it just, I just find it a lot more sexy than. Yeah. And again, like just kind of staying in character and doing it. Um, I, I'm a big Halloween. Halloween's my favorite holiday. So I'm hoping this year I'm, I'm, I'm going to start filming next month, but I'm going to do a big Halloween project that I want to make an annual thing every year and i have like all like just literally a huge box of ideas so gonna get it as close as i can to the mark this year and try to make it happen but yeah just plot stick it to it like i agree it makes it hotter you know it, it it, you know stays in it's, character it's and uh, yeah. yeah and and again it's something especially if i can get like somebody uh finds it funny or they like it or really kind of gets them off i'm i don't know maybe it's i I, one of the things i still surreal to me that i get to do this and that somebody says they're a fan or they like they bought it and they really liked it or they go they buy something and then they come back the next week and buy a couple more things off my channel and stuff like that so it's always surreal it's always like I could be having the shittiest day and then somebody buys like a $10 scene off my many bits, which I get like three wood nickels and a peso for many bits from it. But, you know, it's like, holy yeah. shit, you know, and it's just so, and again, you get to meet some of the bigger names and, you know, and, and I've worked for a couple of websites that I used to subscribe to when I was just a civilian. And, uh, yeah, it's that thing of, I'm really appreciative of anybody who actually, knows who I am and gives a shit and wants to watch or buy my stuff. So it's like, well, I want to make it better. I want to make it bigger. I want to, you know, kind of make it like be a destination spot 
you know, if you like Halloween porn, I want to be destination spot. If you just kind of like stuff in the plot, that's not the standard everyday porn scenario. I, I'd like to be like the guy that fills that void. So. Well, Billy, I say we certainly had a, a pleasurable time with you tonight. Uh, and it's, it's great to see you. We'll hopefully see you down the road as well. Uh, you're, you're on mini vids. You can search you out on mini vids. And uh, also you're on Twitter as well. We'll put the Twitter handle and all the things in the, in the show description as well, too. So, again, next week, no show as I have a, a wedding to go to in Duluth, Minnesota. And uh, after that, oh, we're going to have uh, Keisha is going to be our guest. That's a legend. Big, and big she's guy. another one that's like aging in reverse. She looks, yeah. I mean, she looks, yeah. Well, we'll send, certainly send you the link, Billy. You can join in on that and uh, you can ask yeah. questions. Um, Patrick, no, actually, you do the board? Oh, sorry. No, no. Thank you for having me on the show. This is actually one of the more fun shows I've done. Um, I really appreciate you having me and I'll be happy to come back anytime. Sure, sure. You know, that's what you're going to say. I would say, Patrick, can't you have some of the wedding guests be on the show too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here again. Thanks uh, for Billy for being on with us tonight, and we uh, hope hopefully we'll see him in the near future as well. Don't forget, you can find us online at jizztalking.com, or you can find us on uh, Twitter at jizztalking, and of course we are on. Uh, YouTube as well. You can find us at Just Talking or just search for Just Talking and we will pop up. We're on a whole boatload of uh, uh, podcast venues. So uh, by Monday morning, you can uh, type in Billy Pilgrim and your favorite podcast and boom, it'll be right there. So anyway, until next week, until actually the week after next, we will be back on JustTalking.com. See you then. <laughs>